Welcome back to Inside TBT. Here we are, episode two. We've got a great episode for you guys today. Two awesome interviews. We kick off the show with talking about all things TBT, some new signings, some name changes, new teams. We cover it all. Then we tell you some players that we would like to see in TBT, whether it's because we think they would dominate, we think it would be cool, they have some unfinished business left in their career. And then we have an interview with the all-time leader in three-pointers made for the NCAA, Fletcher McGee, who is on Florida TNT. And we also have an interview with Ryan Mike Sell, Dayton senior, who is now a part of Red Scare, that was one of the best players on the Dayton team this year that really, really shocked the world if you weren't paying attention in years prior. But let me tell you, they were not shocked about their success, and we hear a lot from him. But before all that, a quick word about our presenting sponsor, Germless Masks. Head on over to germlessmasks.com. They have any style mask you might need. You know, they got the N65 mask, which is a breathable and better mask if you really want to protect yourself and others. But then they also have the N170 respirator mask, that has tons of options to choose from. You can pick from custom embroidery masks. You know, if you want a mask for you, your mom, your sister, whoever, they have it, germless masks. Not only do they have options, they have over 3,000 different combinations to choose from. That is a lot of options. That is a lot of options. And I know what you're saying. Where can I find these masks? Well, first and foremost, you can check Check out their masks on, on, uh, on Instagram. Even look up the masks of the day, at Germalist Masks. They recently had some Kobe masks up there, some Travis Scott masks. Ma- man, masks is hard to say. <laughs> but they, they have all types of different masks. Whether you want to customize them, whether you want to choose from stuff that they have, um, they just have so many really, really cool options that will make it fun to wear masks in, in the times that we're in right now. Yeah, it seems like masks are the way of the future, and already it's the way of the present. Check it out, germlessmasks.com, the presenting sponsor of Inside TBT. We're going to be rocking those masks soon. They're in the mail. We're getting them soon. But, yeah, germlessmasks.com. Check them out. All right, let's talk some TBT. Breaking news, breaking news. I cannot say masks. Masks. (laughs) Oh, my god! Mask, 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 mask. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, sorry. I mean, hey, one to say. I, it's it's tough. The like our workout, our t- they're tongue twisters. And clearly, I haven't hit the masks yet. I've definitely said the word mask more times in the last four months than every time in my whole life combined. I mean, maybe like we used to dr- dress up as superheroes. I'd say, "Where's my Spider-Man mask?" But other than that, I don't think <laughs> I really <laughs> said the. <laughs> so I hope you're not saying mask too often. But yeah, I there's a couple of words that I can't say like like gymnastics gymnastics that's another one that i just struggle with i just gymnastics. call it gymnastics yeah yeah well that that's weird that you have that problem but yeah it, but it's the same thing with ma- masks i have to like think like i don't know just a step behind it seems like when i'm talking about those words more times than we've said masks is the amount of times that it seems like tbt has been breaking news the past few right. days front and center so, so I, the other day we had like 50 new things to talk about. We got more new things today. So kind of some things to wrap up what's going on around the TBT. Tampa 2020 is now war Tampa. They have a lot of Auburn influence. So it was something, a move they needed to make. You know, they got guys like Bryce Brown, Deshaun Murray, Horace Spencer. Tampa 2020 is now war Tampa. When you, you know, 
in the TBT, it's all about who's backing you, you know, in some cases that can get you into the tournament and it can, in other years gives you a great home court advantage. Um, obviously not this year, but, um, you gotta, you gotta pay homage to your fan base and what a, there's no better way than to change your name. They're all from Tampa, Florida, but nope, never mind. Now we're just all Auburn alums, basically. So yeah, quick 180, cool. change the whole name. And you'll you'll hear from uh, Fletcher McGee some some stories about how the Florida TNT guys got together, and then eventually we'll have some stories about War Tampa because it seems like they have some cool backstories about how that team came to be. But yes, Tampa 2020 is now War Tampa. Some other news from around TBT. The NBL, the New Zealand Basketball League, added the Elam ending to their league by adding it for overtime. They added it for overtime, which is very cool. For those of you listening to episode one, we told Nick Elam about the bump that happens when you come on our show. It used to be the drive the lane bump. Now it's the inside TBT bump. And it literally happened again. It's pretty wild. Ladies and gentlemen, it happened again. Nick Elam came on our show. And the Elam ending was adapted in the NBL, which is very, very cool. But the TBT already had it, so they're one leg up. And now the TBT's got some new players, which every day they add new players. But this is what we got for you today. Go ahead, Joe. You got something to say. I can tell. I just think it's so funny that right now the sports world, everyone in the sports world is trying to one-up each other. It's like the TBT breaks some news, then the NBL announces something, then the NBA announces how they're going to do it, the NHL announces what they're going to do. Soccer leagues are already going on. The baseball can't figure out anything for the life of them. I just think it's funny that um, right now all the games are – all the stuff's going to be going on at the same time pretty much, it seems like. And yeah. everyone's just trying to one-up each other. And just now we, we heard an announcement from TBT about another person that's coming, and we can't even tell you. We can't even so tell awesome. you yet, but it's going to break – gonna break the internet that's what you it's gonna say. break the internet it's gonna be so 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 crazy but recently tbt added some some more big names dante green Bayheim's army which gives them now four former first round draft picks on Bayheim's army they i mean they're number two in the in the most recent power rankings but I, obviously carmen's cruise is defending champs i think you got to put Bayheim's army 1a 1b they got so much they got so much talent they've been so close every year i think this this could really push them over yeah, the edge because talent equals championships you're right that's totally it well Just when you're talent. close when you're close talent. with talent and then you add talent. more talent you guys ever heard of the browns about as much talent as you could have on the offensive side of the football how'd they do this year yeah well that's a that's a completely different sport so i mean that's comparing <laughs> apples to oranges <laughs> speaking of oranges Bayheim's army added dante green some other news. Glenn, apples. Glenn Big Baby Davis is joining his old pal Nate Robinson on Team Hold That. That's the, yep. news, of the, that's the news of the day. I mean, the news of the week. Because that guy is such a clown. He's going to be the perfect guy for TBT. I guarantee you we have him on this show. Did you see his announcement to him coming in? He was going, you can't yeah, see what he's, he's the best. Yeah, he's just so funny. I just can't wait for him. Him and Nate Robinson are just – I mean, we talked about how much we love Nate. I mean – we we would we would die for Nate Robinson. So well, what are you going to set the over under at for uh, piggyback ride celebrations? Well, I think it's to be safe. It's got to be a half. I think it'll happen though, so I'm taking the over. All right, taking the over over half. <laughs> and you heard it here first. Your our first betting tip from the inside TBT will be to take the over on the amount of piggyback rides Big Baby Davis gives Nate Robinson. Speaking of money. Another great transition. Floyd Money Mayweather has entered 
as a booster his team into TBT 2020. Of course, his team name is the Money Team, which is so, 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 so cool. Players on that roster include Jordan Crawford, uh, Nick Johnson. You know, that that's just the coolest thing ever. you got to think that Floyd called in and said, I'm bored. I would like to sponsor a TBT team. Okay, Floyd, what do you want the name to be? We'll call it the Money Team. Next question was, can I pay for us to win? He said, no, Floyd, you can't do that. He said, all right, then I'll just enter a team. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And now Floyd, Floyd Money Mayweather. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it one more time because it's so cool. Floyd Money Mayweather has entered his team, the Money Team, into TBT 2020. What do you think it's going to be like? You know, I hate to be the negative guy, but they'll probably lose if they're in it at some point. They could win it all. But the odds are that they're going to lose. He's never lost before. True. Undefeated, That's a story lost. That's Undefeated, a story lost. Conor, Mc- Conor McGregor will uh, will somehow take credit for it. What if McGregor makes a team and puts it in? He's like, I'm I'm, I'm coming for you, Floyd. Yeah, I can't. His team name would be some something we're not allowed to say on the show, probably. Yeah. He has a whiskey likely. or something, doesn't he? That's what his team name would be. Yeah. McGregor's whiskey. Boy. So. Obviously, that that would be cool for uh, Conor McGregor to be a TBT GM. Hypothetically, let's 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 each name a couple of a uh, couple of players that we'd like to see on on Team McGregor. You made a list. This isn't this is this <laughs> not on Team not on Team McGregor though. Not on Team McGregor. Right. This is on any team for whatever reason. And here's the criteria that because I kind of pitched this idea to Andrew. Here's the ki- criteria that I came up with. Um, either you were a huge fan of them. Um, Andrew kind of mentioned this in the beginning. They had some unfinished business in their career, whether it was they fizzled out of the NBA. Um, people thought they were going to be better in the NBA. Um, they're quote unquote retired from the NBA, but they're not, but, but they could keep playing. Um, or like they could round up a pretty darn cool team around them um, and be like the, this instigator for that. So we've each thought of three guys. I actually, while we were talking, thought of a great, like an incredible fourth one. So I'm going to throw him out at the end or maybe, yeah, I'll throw him out at the end and we'll laugh about it. But um, yeah, we each have three. We're going to go tick for tack real quick, back and forth in no particular order. Um, We're going to rattle some off. Yeah. So I'll start it off. This guy is a headline wherever he goes. I think Nick Young would be an awesome addition to TBT. He's always, he's always looking to, to get involved in leagues. He's always looking to play, you know, he said recently that he's still trying to play in the NBA, but who knows when the next NBA season will start after this one. Hey, Nick, why don't you come play in the TBT? Because that's the league you could play in this summer. I, when I think of Swaggy P, you know, I think of the fact that exactly what you said, he just wants to hoop, right? And I think that if he comes in the TBT, there will be a lot of Drew League guys that will follow him, and he can make a Drew League team. So that's kind of like the way that I've been looking at these picks, like, a Drew League team would do pretty darn well, I would assume. So yeah, especially um, I'm if sure there uh, are guys from the Drew League that are playing now. Yeah, especially if uh, James Harden could play, that'd be a pretty good team. Well, yeah, and like Demar Derozan and yeah, Lamelo Ball and ooh, spoiler, Lamelo Ball, spoiler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for 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 later in my my list. Um, that's my fourth. The fourth guy is he's related to. Anyway, um, all right. Well, snake know, draft it. Give us, give us yours. Yeah, my 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 first. This is in no particular order, but I actually this is probably the number one guy, Tyler Hansborough. Uh, you talk about a guy who 
one of the best college basketball careers in recent memory. Um, pretty good NBA player, you know, good. A lot of TBT guys are pretty good NBA players or former great players or whatever. So he fits right in there. But I think him making a North Carolina team would be pretty darn cool. You think of some of the teams that TBT's missing, North Carolina is right on the top of that list probably. And you get a guy like Tyler Hansborough who's playing in China, probably one of the top leagues right now. Um, I mean, that dude can flat out play still. So I think he'd be a really, really cool addition. I already got the name for the North Carolina team. What's that? You'll have Bayheim's Army against Roy's Boys. <laughs> Roy's Boys. Roy's Boys. All right, my next one. My next one. Sam Decker, former Wisconsin Badger. Bounce around the NBA a little bit. Bounce around overseas. He's a, he's a flat-out bucket, and he could be a bucket in the TBT. I think he could really, really, really dominate, and he does have some overseas and some NBA experience, so he's got that playing experience that, you know, overseas elite and Carmen's crew and teams like that have that has, have shown to be a huge advantage. So Sam Decker is a guy that I think would, would show up and really uh, make some noise in TBT. It's a great pick. You are – insanely smart for that one um my next next pick another college great you can you can sense my theme um adam morrison uh two-time nba champ adam morrison um same reasons tyler hansborough i mean great career um not as good of an nba career him more so than tyler hansborough probably but then again same exact reason how is there not a gonzaga team i know there used to be a team called a few good men um, but, like, every one of those guys on Gonzaga, I think of, like, Nigel Williams-Goss, Kyle Wilcher, um, Karnowski, um, and then you keep going back. I mean, Jordan Bell, all these guys – Jordan Bell is not – I'm thinking of uh, – might, his name might be Jordan Bell. Gary Bell, that's his name. Um, like, all these former Gonzaga greats that, you know, couldn't make it to the NBA, like a lot of other really great players. I mean, Sabonis is the GM. I mean, I'm just seeing it all – like, so clearly, David Stockton, he'd be one of the best players in the TBT. Me, so, and you, me and you might need to make a team, and we can just call all these different players, and, and we can pitch to them why they fit on this team. Team McGregor, why they fit on Team McGregor. But, yeah, but the hardest pitch will be to let McGregor call it. Let, let us, let him, let him be the GM and call it Team McGregor. But yeah, um, one of my close friends, Rem Bacchimus, um, a guy that um, – Played at Gonzaga. He was basically me for Gonzaga, you know, walk on. He's been trying to make a TBT team for Gonzaga forever. So this is my cry to Zag Nation. Listen to Rem and start tweeting at these boys. Kyle Wilcher's on – I think he's on the money team. Um, he's got to get on a team. They used to have a team called A Few Good Men. That's such a great name, too. Like, that's – oh, need a guy. Almost, almost as good as Roy's boys. Right, way better, but yeah. All right, my next one. And this guy's NBA career seems to have ended, you know, pretty recently, unfortunately. But Vince Carter, you know, one thing that one thing that the TBT could really see, which would be really cool, is like a retired few retired all stars or like few retired consistent NBA guys. And and now that my head is thinking with Vince Carter, even though even though he's way better than the next guy I'm about to say, a cool TBT guy would be someone like Sean Livingston. You know, that'd be yeah. really cool. Someone yeah. that just had an NBA career and you know can still go out there and score and make a difference on offense and defense. But Vince Carter would be 
would be really cool. You know, he's might not be the fastest guy in the court, but I don't want to guard him. I don't think you want to guard him. I don't think anyone besides Aaron Kraft, Aaron Kraft would be so excited to guard him. But <laughs> other than that, I just, I, I just think he really would be cool to be in the league. And I think he's a guy that clearly loves playing. And it seems like in some way or another, he's going to be involved with, with basketball, with his career ending. And if we couldn't get him to play in TBT, maybe he can coach Team McGregor. I, I think that that's such a great pick for every reason that you said. The only problem is that he is going to be such a good broadcaster because he would broadcast the summer league games while he was still in the league, which is so funny. Um, but when I thought like, oh, shoot, he's broadcaster, so that might not work, I thought of Richard Jefferson, Channing Frye, you know, all these guys that you can make this team, like Nate Robinson and Glenn Davis fall into that category probably too, but they're on their own team. But then you add in my guy who's the best out of any name that we've named, J.R. Smith. Oh. Okay? You throw in J.R. Smith into the ring, and, I mean, he – talk whoa, about guys hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Very important question regarding J.R. Smith. He's got no shirt on. Well, then you, they're MVP. Exactly. So – J.R. Smith, that's my last guy. I mean, the dude should be in the NBA, I, I would assume. I mean, Carmelo Anthony was dangerously close to being on this list. Luckily, he got his shot as he rightfully should. Um, I would think that if um, all the stuff didn't go down with the pandemic and the NBA season being postponed and yada, 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 he would have found a home on some kind of contender, I feel like. you know. And at the end of the year, there's always those guys that are semi-retired that go on to uh, they be that, they're that veteran to help with that stretch young that stretch run, he probably was going to be that guy. But it would be really cool to see a team of four, not former NBA guys in the sense of they, they didn't quite make it in the league. You know, they were in for five years and then out. More so, like, they were NBA greats, and they yeah. are retiring, but they still want to hoop a little bit. Like, once yeah. a year, they want to get in shape again to hoop. So, I think that's great. My, my alternate, though, you kind of named your, your bonus guy. My bonus guy leangelo ball can you imagine a big baller brand team well but isn't there already a big baller league or something that would I be no that <laughs> shit that was so excuse my language that is that that was all scam that was all scam now that's True. done he needs True. a different he needs a stage and we know that the tbt will give him a stage in terms of lavar ball not leangelo ball but lavar Come on the podcast and tell us why you would be the greatest GM head coach. Maybe even play. You would play. Throw, give him a jersey. All right, so this is what we've got right now, okay? Our dream team is now GM LeVar Ball, sponsor Connor McGregor, players Nick Young, Sam Decker, Vince Carter, J.R. Smith, uh, Leangelo Ball. Adam Morrison, Tyler. Adam Morrison, Tyler Hansbrough. Okay, you ready for this? I got a uh, I got an honorable mention coach. Okay, yeah. Coach Thad Mata. <laughs> dust off the clipboard. I love dust that. off dust off the packs of juicy fruit gum and get on the sidelines and coach Team McGregor. Here's the problem that with that million. team. Here's that. Pro- here's the problem with that team. They're really old. <laughs> Very. Except really Sam old. Decker. Sam and they're Decker. All- they're really old and they're all the same position. It seems like there's a couple yeah. of power forwards in there. Maybe, a, maybe Tyler Hensbro's a center. There's a lot of guys who need the ball. I'm not affiliated with that team. Sorry. I don't think they're going to go far. Sorry. So 
the J.R. Smith thing makes me think of something funny. You know how in like video games and Madden 2K, you get like rookie year Baker Mayfield or you get like MVP year Cam Newton. J.R. Smith would have like uh, shirtless J.R. Smith, hoodie J.R. Smith, throwing soup at the coach J.R. Smith, you know, forgetting the score J.R. Smith. That would be kind of his four or five different tiers of cards that you So he could, in theory, you could have forget the score J.R. Smith, 13 threes J.R. Smith, shirtless J.R. Smith, NBA champion J.R. Smith, and just regular J.R. Smith. That's your starting yeah. I got I got one more idea that I want to hear what you think, okay? okay. It's terrible. I, think, I hate it. I think it would be cool if there was a team of other athletes that have played basketball before and see oh, how good they would be. We talked like about a, that a little bit. Like, the first like, guy when we started listing off guys, I'm like, Odell Beckham can do a windmill dunk. Like, right. It'd well, be, maybe, but but maybe you know, like think about how many tight ends there are in the in the NFL that played basketball. A team of former, a team, a team of just tight ends who played college basketball. I love but what, that. But what if you combine? What if you combined it with celebrities who also were good at basketball? Chris Adam Brown. Sa- Adam Sandler is too old. Okay. Chris Brown. But imagine if there was Jay a team, Lil Dicky. Like there, it, it, there could Ivo. be there could be a team. Justin Bieber. There could be a team. Joey Lane. Well, obviously, they wouldn't be able to have just celebrities. That team would not be able to do it's anything. It's got to be a mix. I hear you. It has to be a mix. So, the starting lineup could potentially be Jimmy Graham, uh, Patrick Mahomes. I'm sure I'm sure the Chiefs would want him playing in, uh, playing in <laughs> I'm this. I'm pretty sure in his contract, he can't do anything now because he He's has new. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so those, those are our ideas of teams – and players just to wrap it up the three that we actually said nick young sam decker vince carter for me joey adam morrison tyler hansbro jr smith those are our three guys that we actually picked but but the best one is if we can get leangelo ball which means we get lavar ball that's a game changer that takes tbt to another level tell us on twitter though add us tag us whatever yeah tell tell us us who we missed tell us who we missed fantasy a lot fantasy reality whatever tell us who you would want and to we'll see. stop you we we will stop you and say we andrew dockage is playing we know so we didn't miss him he's playing yeah. So, yeah and and don't worry about me i ain't playing so don't say me either okay yeah all right yeah oh wait before we well there's gotta One be a more. walk-on team that'd be pretty cool four more yeah. walk-ons that'd be pretty cool it would have to be former walk-ons that like turned into like 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 walk on success a walk on success story team. Yeah, you know? there can be both. I mean, I know plenty of walk ons who never got put on scholarship, never played professional basketball, and they're hell put. They're I mean, they're incredible. So it'd yeah. be a mix of guys like guys like Ron Baker who was a walk on, not exactly. playing the NBA for a little, and also guys like Joey Lane who is just a good basketball player. That'd be fun. Exactly, exactly. All right. Speaking they of good basketball players, walk ons unite. Speaking of good basketball players, we're gonna get to our interview first up. Fletch, Fletcher McGee, we had a lot of fun with him. And then second interview, Ryan Mikesell, who we also had a lot of fun with. Florida TNT versus uh, Red Scare could be a good game. Maybe we'll see those two guard each other. Let's, uh, let's not brush by the fact that we have two of the best shooters on the planet on our first two episodes. That's pretty crazy. Being interviewed by the third best shooter on the planet. Yeah, I mean, I, you don't usually get me, Fletcher McGee, and uh, exactly, and, John and, then, and then little old me is also here. It's just, I mean, yeah, how many? 
there are a lot, a lot of buckets, a lot, a lot of buckets in this interview. And, and Ryan Mexell, obviously, no slump either. So yeah, you'll you'll hear Ryan Mexell talk about it. That's a guy that if his senior year he transfers to a team that doesn't have Obi Toppin on it, he's averaging close to twenty, if not twenty points a game. Sure. So that's a guy that's really a team player that is is going to try and use TBT to show the world, hey, I'm a professional basketball player. So that'll be really exciting, and, and we'll get to those interviews right now. All right, we now welcome on to Inside TBT, the all-time leader in three-pointers made for the NCAA and former Wofford shooter and player, Fletcher McGee, who is now on Florida TNT for the basketball tournament. Fletch, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. I, I think I think my first question right out of the gate, based on how Andrew introduced you, was your position at Wofford just shooter? Is that your position? Yeah. Um, I mean, at Wofford, we had a ton of off-ball screens, so just like a lot of pin downs in the motion, in our motion offense. And then, like, we had a lot of plays that ended up being like a pin down uh, that, that would always end up in, in a pin down for the shooting guard. So I feel like um, just being in a system like that, you, you get the reputation, you know, of, of just being a shooter and coming off screens and stuff. So, you know, that was definitely what I was known for. Um, but yeah, we didn't really run too many ball screens or too much ISO. So I definitely got that, that shooter label pretty early. Yeah. You definitely had the uh, Clay Thompson vibe kind of going for that Wofford team, which was, which was very cool to watch and very excited. Obviously, there's been nothing to watch the past couple months in terms of basketball. What have, what have you been doing to stay in shape and keep hooping? Um, so I've actually – I have, like, a little bit of workout stuff in my, um, in my backyard, so I've been doing some of that stuff. Um, I actually have, like, a, a series that I've been, like, promoting for, like, little kids to do, like, Corona Grind stuff. So, like, I've been doing, like, some tennis ball dribbling, some ball handling drills, um, and then just, like, doing some ladder drills and conditioning stuff. But the gyms have actually started to open in the past couple of weeks down here in Florida. So, like, been able to play some pickup um, and kind of start to, you know, play again but you know those that month and a half or two months was just you know pretty much at home workouts like they took the rims down off at all the parks so it was definitely rough I guess for the for the all-time leading three-point shooter in college it must have been like riding a bike to get back in the gym and start shooting again right um yeah I mean not really honestly um it's always different when you play I feel like you can go into the gym and, and start get to get shots up and it's not too not too different, but I feel like for me, like I need to play and I like playing. So just having like live bodies and you know shooting contested shots and um, all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Your my feels kind of been off a little bit, um, but you know I'm just excited to actually get back out there and, and start playing again. Well, we're definitely excited to uh, watch you in TBT. For those of you who didn't hear, we're here with uh, Fletcher McGee, all-time leading three-point shooter in <laughs> NCAA history. But <laughs> no, so do you get like do you get like a plaque or a card to put in your wallet or anything like that that you get to carry around? <laughs> no, I actually didn't. Um, I got something from the NCAA that was like statistical champion, make made four point six threes per game like led in CAA and like three pointers per game for the year um but I didn't get any I don't think I've gotten anything for like all-time leading three from the NCAA actually I got the ball from I got the ball from the March Madness tournament um that game against Seton Hall I did get that ball so that, that was pretty cool 
did uh did Steph give you any kind of shout out or bust your balls a little bit about it? No, Steph didn't. Um, I actually talked to Jay when when I passed JJ towards the end of the season. He uh he texted me, and um I talked to him a little bit about it, but I I didn't hear anything from Steph. Last thing we'll kind of say about the record. I was doing some research today. It actually looks like you have the percentage record as well for all the guys in like the top twenty. So not only did you make them, but you were efficient when shooting them. So we're we're talking about the best shooter ever here. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. So what kind of what kind of parts of your game that maybe the college fans weren't used to seeing from you can we expect to see this summer in TBT? Yeah, I think I think I've gotten a lot better uh, creating off the dribble and really just. Um, you know, playing overseas and playing in a different style. You know, I've learned how to, you know, create off ball screens more and maybe add a little bit, um, a little bit better dribbling moves and um, space creation moves. I feel like I, I've gotten better at that kind of stuff. You know, I'm so obviously going to be known for, you know, catch and shoot and coming off screens and stuff. Um, but I've tried to add to my game and, and kind of be a little bit more dynamic with the ball in that sense. It's It's hard to – lose the tag of a shooter and that's not a negative thing you know because oh. you look at a guy like JJ Redick who he did way more than shoot in college I mean he's one of the best all-around offensive guys we've seen in a long time yet now in the NBA all he is is a shooter you know it's yeah. kind of like the reverse of what you're trying to do is he one of the guys that you kind of model you mentioned him is he one of the guys you kind of model your game after yeah I, I totally modeled my game after him uh thinking so it I grew up in Orlando. He played for the Magic, so I kind of watched him then. And then uh, as I got older, I started, you know, watching all his highlights and studying film and stuff, um, just kind of seeing how he gets open, how he, you know, I mean, there's longer, faster, more athletic guys guarding him night in, night out. And, you know, he continues to get his shot off and, you know, score 15, 17 points a game. So just trying to learn to do some of the stuff that he can do, you know, off the ball and, you know, with the ball um, was definitely something that, I've bottled my game after night. You know, I continue to, to watch them and, and do that stuff too. I don't know how much you uh, paid attention to the all-star game festivities this year, but Joey and I actually were selected to play in the uh, Metro Media Jam contest. <laughs> and I made more threes than Joey. And I will <laughs> say that I modeled myself after you for that tournament. So. Hey, I, I appreciate it. Andrew, did I you win? Did you win that? Andrew Joey won the knockout tournament. Oh, I, the I ended up winning. <laughs> he was the Metro okay. Media Day I, champ. Right, yeah, the, the trophy too... is in my room. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should have it uh, in behind you in the Zoom, like all those guys. Oh, on the oh, we're getting the setup ready. Don't don't <laughs> yeah, worry, yeah. we're getting the setup ready. Good, that yeah, this this, uh, this interview is going to be in our first couple episodes, but we'll be decked out with gear, set up everything. Come uh, come a couple weeks from now, so maybe if. In the tournament, you have like a 15 for 17 three game. We'll bring you back <laughs> awesome. on and we can talk about it. <laughs> I hope we have a game like that. In all Let's... seriousness, though, you you did go and 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 I was funny. Me and me and Fletch, we were talking before this. We have a we have a teammate in common. Uh, one game, uh, you went 11 for 11 from three. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, um, I went nine for 11 from three. That was the best that that I <laughs> um, that that was the best that I did in a game in college, um, but that's not for yeah, that's it. I'll that's take it. That. 
11 for 11 was never happens, but we'll take, we'll take nine for 11. I guess close, I guess. I get well, I guess now I, we have to ask, and we just keep asking you about these crazy stats. Cause you know, shooters don't shooters like you and me, we don't just come along like, you know, yeah, every single year. Shooters like, <laughs> like all, all three of us. Yeah. 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 Uh, in practice, I'm sure you wanted to go 10 for 10. What's the most you've made in a row? The most threes I made in a row was 37, just standing in the same spot over and over again. Um, but I, I, I typically don't, like, get too caught up in, like, practice numbers and, like, kind of going through the motions numbers. I try to, like, go really fast and go off the move and do all that kind of stuff. So I honestly don't make, like, an insane percentage, I would say, um, in practice. But I would say, like, my percentage carries over to the game just because I'm trying to make them uh, all game. Like, if that makes sense. I was watching some, uh, some of your overseas highlights earlier and you have some threes where you're kind of just like you catch it and you shoot it off balance, five guys guarding you. It doesn't matter. You're, <laughs> you're shooting it. So do you kind of have like the green light over there that when you catch the ball, it's going up? Yeah, I think, I think so. Def- um, you know, at Wofford, I definitely had the ultimate green light overseas. <laughs> I would say, a little bit I mean you're playing with four other pros you know and I was a rookie this year so I definitely um did I definitely wanted to play my game and you know continue to, to shoot and you know if I made a couple I was gonna you know take some harder ones um but I would say at, at Wofford my life was was definitely greener um but overseas you know I definitely couldn't complain our coach ran up a lot of plays for me off screens and, and you know gave me the green light to, to come off those screens and shoot it so it was a great situation. So the light, the light's not always greener on the other side. Then, <laughs> <laughs> Coach Young, Coach Young has had a had a different shade of green for me. I walk. <laughs> I I think you're the perfect guy to ask about um, what everyone in sports knows as being in the zone. You know, uh-huh. I, I think that people understand what it's like, but for a shooter, it's a whole different ball game. You feel like you're throwing, you know, a ball off a boat into the ocean. Like everything's going in. Talk about what it feels like for Fletcher McGee to be in the zone. It's definitely a great feeling. I think once you, you know, hit maybe two or three and like, for me, it's like if I shoot like my first two or three and maybe they don't all go in, but if I know exactly where the ball is going, like on every shot. And then like, by the time I shoot like five or six of them, it feels like every single, everything's going, going in like what you're saying. Um, so, you know, I, I had a few games in Wofford at Wofford where I, and uh, one overseas where I just felt like if I can get the ball and if I can get a shot up, I know that, you know, I'm going to make it. And, you know, those games are, are the, the days that you live for. Cause, you know, not, not all of them can be like that. So got to get as many up as you can, you know, just, just keep firing. So not it. what we got coming up this summer and there will be basketball played this summer, which is exciting in the oh, yeah. basketball tournament, TBT, you are on Florida TNT. Can you tell us a little bit how you're connected with those guys in that team? Yeah, so um, a lot of them, a lot of them are from Orlando. Uh, I played pickup with a lot of them. I played AU with uh, Antonio Blakeney, um, Chris Warren. We played pickup a lot together. The coach Iron Rainey, I've actually played pickup and trained with, you know, in, in the summers. So I knew, you know, a lot of the guy Chad Brown. I actually grew up playing with him um, in high school, like at AU showcases um, and all that stuff. So it's a lot of Orlando guys that we play pickup together in the summer, um, and then some other 
guys that I think went to high school around Orlando and, you know, have been overseas or, you know, are still playing around right now. So um, I, th- I would say I know over half of them before, you know, even this, this thing started. So I feel like we'll have some good chemistry. You guys were ranked eighth in the most recent TBT. Okay, nice. Do you think you should be higher? I don't even – honestly, I don't even know who's, <laughs> who's on any of the teams. I do know that we have a lot of guards that can score the ball um, and that, you know, in a, in a basically a pickup game, you know, having, having guards that can go one-on-one, guards that can, can create and shoot, I feel like is something that's, you know, very valuable. So I feel like, you know, if just – we have probably six or seven guys that can really get it going. So, you know, just two or three of us, maybe one or two, two or three of us get it going, you know, on each game, you know, that might be enough. So uh, I'm really excited to, you know, to see the, the teams, the competition, you know, play, just everything. So, you know – um, just really excited to get out there and, you know, we'll see if, if eight's the right spot, you know, hopefully, uh, we'll prove eight to be wrong and, you know, take, take the, uh, championship. Is, um, has there been any conversation with, um, either the coaches or some of your teammates about what shade of green your green light will be this year? (laughs) Um, no, not really. I think, you know, it's, it's understood that there's just so many, there's so many guys on our team. Um, you know, if you're, there's no need to take a off balance, you know, two people on you, three, you know, swing and kick it to someone, you know, that can shoot it just as good. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'm definitely not going to just run it out there and, and taking <laughs> stupid shots, but, you know, I'm not, I'm going to play my game, you know, if, if I'm in a rhythm, if I'm open, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to, you know, take, take the shots that I shoot. So I know you said you're not uh, too well versed with kind of who's in this tournament and who you can be matched up with. I definitely want to warn you. There's a guy on uh, Carmen's crew by the name of Aaron Kraft. Yeah, I know Aaron. And <laughs> he's he's gonna do about everything he can to make sure that Fletcher McGee does not get up a three point attempt. Are you worried about little scrappy guys like Kraft or anyone like that? Oh no, I I, uh, I respect his defense and his hustle. You, you know, watching him in college, I I watched him in college. Um, he can really he really gets after on the defensive end. So. You know, I'm excited to play against a lot of veterans, a lot of guys that, you know, understand the game, are great players, you know, and seeing where I stack up against those kind of uh, defenders. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Now that we're mentioning guys from other teams, I guess we should mention another guy from Carmen's crew, John Diebler, John Threebler, as some yeah. people call him. And my point with bringing him up is the dunk contest. Everyone loves the dunk contest. And TBT is a great dunk contest because – Is they really? Yeah, they, their um, dunk contest is you got to dunk on someone. <laughs> so we can send you a clip of it after this. But I'm thinking, like, just based on a couple of the names that we've talked about already, like, there might be a pretty darn good three-point contest this year. We got to get that going, and you're our guy for that. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Do they do, they do one like, uh, like, like an all-star break type three-point contest? Type of thing? Uh, I don't think they have, but we just invented yeah, hey, get that get that idea spread. That'd be fun. Yeah, so things things are gonna look a little different this year, obviously because of quarantine. So who knows? We could we could get a three point contest going, and if there is one, I'm pretty sure you will be selected <laughs> to participate. But as a, as a shooter, when you're going into games and you kind of know or can anticipate what your matchup is gonna be, do you prefer kind of like a shorter guy that can definitely stay in front of you versus a taller guy that might have an edge height wise? What do you kind of look for to take advantage of? Uh, that's a really good question. Yeah, I, I take different approaches sometimes. Uh, I feel like I don't want to give everything away on here, but <laughs> I feel like um, 
you can there's things that work better against tall guys and there's things that work better against short guys um like different moves and, and different ways to get open um you know with with tall guys it's about you know sometimes they're you can get far away from them but their recovery is so good that you know they get back to the contest the short guys you can't really get away from them but if you can even catch it on them sometimes you can just rise up over them so there's you know there's two different um it's basically just two different types of defense. Um, I feel like getting space and separation on the tall guys is probably a little bit easier. But, um, you know, I've been trying to work on, you know, diff- playing a lot of one-on-one and really just going against different kinds of defenders like that and, you know, just trying to grow my game. But, you know, that's a really good question, something that I've tried to, you know, work on and think about. Well, that's what we bring here at Inside TV. <laughs> high, level, high, level high level questions. So, speaking of high level questions, is it crazy to you that you're the best shooter ever? <laughs> and honestly, like it is, it is crazy to me to think about like that. Like everyone that played college basketball, that I actually like did make more threes of them, just because I feel like there's so many guys out there that are just like killing in the NBA or like that are just unreal and just like knowing that you know I had more I think it was a lot of it was just due to the situation I was in and like having great teammates and like the system and the screens and, and all that but like looking back at it, it definitely is um kind of just yeah yeah sorry um looking back <laughs> looking back it is just you know um, definitely kind of mind-boggling like to me just knowing how many good players I've played in college, you know. The the truth of the matter is you are lucky that your situation was different because if I would have played more than three or four minutes every three games, you know, I probably would have broken your record, frankly. So <laughs> so you would have what? I, yeah, I mean, consider yourself lucky because, you know, my per 40 three-point percentage <laughs> three-pointers made is – Literally off the charts. You can't. You won't even find them anywhere. It's so off what the you, charts. Your per forties what at like eleven point five makes per game. Yeah, I mean there was one point in my sophomore year where <laughs> it's like, it's funny to even talk about where after a game where I played a minute and a half and made two threes, um, awesome. my my um <laughs> my points per game was at like seventy two uh, points per game, <laughs> and uh, and they were projecting me to make like 63s in the game or something. So, awesome. so yeah, uh, the stats, stats, yeah, numbers don't lie. That's don't lie. That's what man. I'm saying. Yeah. So Fletch, you're, really, kinda, you're really the best shooter ever when it, when it comes to that stuff. I statistically, mean, statistically, statistically, I mean, yeah. the difference, I, this is, and this is somewhat serious. When I got in there, like I was kind of chucking, obviously, cause you know, you're only, yeah, you only get so many chances. Like no doubt. when I, when I if I ever got a chance to shoot a legitimate three, like that would have been really going up. I never, but I never really, you know, a lot of it was out of body experiences where I'm getting the shot off no matter no matter who's near me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I had, I had a it like that at Walker. We would all we would all was jacket as soon as it got in. Oh yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many games you've been in towards the end. But Joey has actually hit a three to get everyone in the arena Big Macs. Have you ever done something similar like that in a game? That's big time. I'll, I'll talk about an opposite one. I We were playing somewhere at East Tennessee State, and if you miss two free throws in a row, the other team gets Chick-fil-A. And it was oh. like the first half. I missed my first free throw, and like everyone – 
Like, I was like, all right, I'm not missing, like, this next free throw. Whatever. The gym, <laughs> so I missed my next free throw. I missed two free throws in a row, and the gym absolutely erupted. <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, wow, I just made all these people so happy. Like, I felt so bad. I was so mad. <laughs> I, I, what was your free throw percentage in college? It had to be, like, 88%. Yeah, I think I was 90 for my career. <laughs> 90 but I, I did miss two in a row a few times and I hey, there you go you probably the announcers were probably like Fletcher McGee to the line and he's never missed two in a row and then that's usually <laughs> yeah, yeah you, exactly you find yeah, out exactly. after so I don't know how much you know about the Elam ending that is in TBT and was used in the NBA all-star game this year where they add on points to the winning team score and then it's first to get to that it kind of turns into you know like play into a certain score at the end of the yeah. game but it's so, not determined before the game, right? Correct. It's no. determined. It's it, eight points is added to the winning team's number with four minutes left in the game, and then they play to that. So four minutes left in the game, whoever's winning. So if if you're up fifteen, someone has to score twenty three, and you have to score eight. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So, so I did see that. I just didn't quite yeah. remember how exactly that worked. So it's pretty cool. Team, it's very cool, and I'm excited to watch you play it. But if you're <laughs> If your team is only only needs two points, are you going to take a three? That's a good question. Um, I feel like if it's a if it's an open three, it's definitely worth it. Um, yeah, because that's a layup, duh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> um, open three is definitely worth it. Um, I feel like in that situation, though, you probably should drive it and see if if the defense is going to like completely panic and scramble because they're thinking, oh, we can't we can't give up a two like two's game. Then if you get one of those easy threes, I think it's definitely worth it, worth it to take the three. I'm, I'm he's, calling it. He's already talking strategy. I, I, I love <laughs> he it. Just, he just learned about it. He's already talking <laughs> strategy. I'm calling it right now. There will be a game that ends on a Fletcher McGee three. But a very important question is when that game ends, does Florida TNT have a theme song yet that will be played after the win? <laughs> they the answer right now definitely not um can i can i pitch one to you yeah what, what are you thinking all right you ready so three goes in florida tnt <laughs> dynamite <laughs> fletcher mckee i don't i don't Dynamite. antonio I don't think gonna... blake me <laughs> that is pretty good I, i'm not sure if that's gonna fly with everyone <laughs> but uh, we'll run it up be... our ladder that would be a pretty good theme song. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Fletch, you know, that's kind of that's all we have question-wise, but something we like to do, we want to open the floor to you and allow you to ask us any questions if you may have them because you can tell we're pretty interesting guys. Yeah, you guys are definitely interesting guys. You guys remind me of, like, watching the rundown on, a, like, Barstool a while ago. <laughs> everything's fair game like just like a chilling with the boys like type podcast so I, I like it well we're happy we're happy you're a fan which means we're a fan of yours something that you need to do is get some more twitter followers you do not have enough i know how do, how do i get my followers up you gotta just post you should do a three every day yeah, post a video of you making a three every day until there's a vaccine or something like that <laughs> all right yeah wait shout, like shout out like what is your i like the marketing strategies what is your uh, Twitter account, though, so everyone can go follow? Um, at McGee underscore Fletcher. Probably need to get it, need to change it, but that's that's what it is right now. What about Fletcher Mathree? That's what I was Yeah, Fletcher Mathree. <laughs> That'd be a good or, one. Or 
I got a I got a really good one. It's just it's at Fletch, but the E is a three. Oh wow. Yeah, that, that would be good. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll have uh, our people will call your people. Okay. <laughs> exactly. We'll get something together. All right, Fletcher McGee, thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll send this to you when it comes out. Listen, post to your uh, 50 followers on Twitter so they can all listen to it. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll, I'll do so. I'll be sure to retweet with a comment. All right, thank you. Appreciate man. you, my man. All right, thank you, guys. Have a good one. You too. We now welcome on to Inside TBT, former Dayton player and now member of Red Scare, Ryan Mikesell. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you reached out and we could figure out a time and uh, let's get it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. You know, before we get started, I just wanted to congratulate you on an awesome career and then especially an awesome great season this year. Obviously, not the ending that anyone in the history of the world had ever expected. But nonetheless, a really impressive, great season. It was fun watching Dayton basketball this year. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, it wasn't – I will I will admit at the beginning I was a little bitter about the whole situation, uh, especially with the season ending and kind of ending my career like that. But um, as time goes on, you kind of get a better perspe- perspective on things. So um, I'm glad we, we had the season we did and we finished like we finished. Before we kind of dive into um, the TBT, the Red Scare stuff, um, we do. It would be a disservice if we didn't kind of reflect on on your career because um, you and and Trey um, being involved in Red Scare is kind of taking um, the TBT and the players involved to a whole nother level. Um, so I guess my first question for you in regards to that is: preseason, what were the expectations for for you guys coming into the year? Yeah, I mean, we knew going into the season we were going to be a really good team. We had a lot of talent returning back. Um, and, you know, going into that summer, uh, you could just tell the workouts and everything were different. We just had a level of uh, preparation that was um, kind of a business mentality, and we went to practice every day. And um, we didn't have too many bad practices, which in college basketball, you would know, like, um, you can you can have your ups and downs um, throughout the whole preseason. And then, um, you know, going into the season, I, I knew we were going to, like I said, I knew we were going to be a good team. And then that first game, I think we played Indiana State. We only won about like eight points. So, like, I'm still thinking to myself, I'm like, are we a good team? Like, I don't, I don't know. We have the talent, but, like, are we going to mesh it together? And then, obviously, when we went to Maui, we kind of turned it up and um, kind of showed everybody that we were uh, uh, one of the best teams in the country. But it was kind of it was kind of funny. It was the little, Maui bump. Yeah, the Maui bump. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was big time. I, the natural follow-up question to that is, did you, did you know that the secret of Obi Toppin was about to be released on the world? Honestly, I knew it was, a, it was just a matter of time. Like, he, he's been doing this. Like, the stuff he did this year, he was doing that all the time when he first got on campus. But he just, like, didn't understand how to translate it to, like, a game setting. And, like, so I actually redshirted my – after my sophomore season, I had two hip surgeries, so I was able to practice towards the end of the season. And me, It was me, him, he was an academic redshirt, and um, some other walk-ons, and we played. And he was usually, like, one of the better post players, and he would do stuff in practice where it was – whether it was, like, dunking on somebody or, um, you know, you could just throw it at the rim and he would just go up and get it. And I was just, like, thinking, like, this dude's, like, a pro. Like, I haven't played with a lot of NBA, like, He's big time. Like, I knew he was just different than everybody. And then, obviously, this past season, he just, you know, did his thing and, and proved to everybody uh, that he's 
the best player in the country. So, so obviously, so obviously, he kind of played the role of the on the floor leader for you guys. You know, high score, everything like that. Who was kind of mm-hmm. the the vocal leader for this Dayton team this year? Yeah, that was definitely Trey in terms of just uh, he kind of set the tone in practice with his his uh, just his voice. He has such a loud personality and and it's very infectious. And um, that was one thing me and Trey talked about. We actually complement each other well in terms of our leadership qualities. Like he's more of a vocal, outgoing, like get in your face, you know, if you need um, like a kick in the butt. Where I'm more of like the the calm, the calmness guy, the guy who leads by example a lot and. Uh, when things go wrong, um, you know, it's a little chaotic. They kind of turn to me and I'm the one who kind of calms people down and, and you know, uh, goes to the next play. So Trey was always that vocal guy and I was that guy who um, kind of gave the calm confidence kind of kind of deal. So um, we complement each other well on and off the court. And um, I think, you know, having two seniors uh, like me and Trey, we were just had a lot of experience and then guys kind of fed off that. Is it fair to – name you guys the 2019-2020 national champions? Because I think it's possible to say that. I mean, I'm, of course, going to say that I think we had a legitimate chance of winning it. I think, uh, obviously, the whole seeding and all that stuff, we were going to be a number one seed. So, um, I think we had a great chance to get into the Final Four. And then once you get there, who knows what's going to happen. But, um, obviously, I'm not going to accept it because it didn't happen. But in my head, I I was really – I really thought we had a legitimate chance, which is, you know, it sucks when you say it, but it is what it is now. Yeah, Andrew, stop saying it. Okay. <laughs> um, I guess another fun, while we're talking about Dayton, and you mentioned Final Four, another yeah. Final Four of, of sorts that people want to happen is the Ohio State versus Dayton versus Cincinnati versus Xavier. Little little Ohio showdown. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I'm sure you're all for it. Yeah, I'm I'm for it. Um, I know they were talking about doing that um, in college at some point. I know there was just a question for Holtman talking about whether he would play Dayton. Since I know they Ohio State played Cincinnati a couple times. I don't know if Ohio State still plays Xavier, but um, I think they definitely need a tournament like that. Like, I think it would obviously bring in tons of money. Tons of fans would come in and watch, and it would have uh, all sorts of publicity uh, on it. Um, you know, I'm I'm obviously going to be for it as a as a Dayton guy. We don't get to play a lot of top notch teams like that, so getting to play Ohio State and obviously Xavier, getting that rivalry going again, uh, Cincinnati it would be it would be awesome to see. We could see kind of. Uh, uh, you go, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. All right, I'll go. <laughs> we could see we could see kind of a modified version of that in the TBT this year. You know, we could see a matchup between Red Scare and Carmen's Crew, or even Big X, which has a bunch of. Uh, Ohio State players on it. So, Joey, and I think we got a chance of seeing a modified version of Dayton, Ohio State this year. Yeah. Is there a lot of Cincinnati guys in it, like from UC? They don't have a team, there, right? There used, there used to be a team called Bearcat Jam, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. I don't know what the status is this year. Obviously, with the tournament being a lot smaller, you know, it's yeah. just like it's only, you know, I, it's, it's fair to say that it's only the highest profile teams, basically for whatever reason that might be. Obviously, that's going to include Dayton. Obviously, it's going to include both Ohio State teams, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. So, unfortunately, it's like, hey, man, Cincinnati, that's just how it it rolls, man. You you ain't got in Ohio sometimes, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm really excited. 
to to just go out there and play against those Ohio State teams. So I I'm from Ohio. I grew up an Ohio State fan. So I'm like super excited um, to get a chance to play against guys like Aaron Kraft, you know, David Lighty, Jared Sollinger. You know, I think he coached last year. Maybe he'll play this year. I don't know. But like guys like that, I grew up as a kid watching, and I was like idolized. Like I wanted I wanted to be in there jerseys and in, in their footsteps and now that i'm going to get an opportunity to kind of play against them possibly uh is going to be pretty cool is that part of the reason in, in, in addition to other things that it makes the tbt so exciting for you yeah for sure i yeah i'm really looking forward to it against uh i mean this is some of the best competition uh in the entire world i mean a lot of these guys they had a crack at the nba if that didn't work out they're overseas now making you know, tons of money and on the top leagues over there. So um, you got to kind of put yourself and compare yourself against those guys and, and kind of get where you, where you want to get to and see, uh, you know, how much, how much further you have along to, to get there. Is this something so you kind of, yeah, you, you go ahead, Andrew, you got the stage. Well, I feel like we're both about to ask the same thing. Is this kind of something that you always thought you wanted to do when you saw the Dayton team the last few years, or was this the season ended you don't know the next time you're getting on the court, I want to play in this TBT thing. It was always something I really thought about. Um, obviously, it was a lot of things had to kind of, you know, you had to wait and see on how the seasons ended and where your stock was going to be in terms of the NBA and all that stuff. But um, I always kind of figured I'd, I'd, I'd kind of be in this position. And then obviously when um, Bonsu and Gruden, they asked me, I'm, they're, you know, really good friends of mine and teammates. Well, I guess old teammates, um, you know, when they asked me, it was kind of a no brainer. I, I wanted to do that and be able to put the, the flyer, you know, name across your chest again is, is going to be special anytime you get to do that. So um, I'm looking forward to it. So how have you been, obviously we're in quarantine. Ohio has some different rules than some mm -hmm. other States. How have you been able to prepare? Cause I'm sure at the beginning it was a little nerve wracking with the fact that you know, facilities, equipment, whatever you want to call it, it's not at everyone's disposal the same way it was. How have you kind of been preparing for it for the TV? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, after the season, I was just, um, you know, I didn't expect the whole quarantine situation. So, basically, I was going to, um, obviously, at the end of the season, my plan was to work at uh, Dayton for as much as, for as long as possible um, until I kind of got kicked off campus. Um, but when, we got back from the A-10 tournament. Everything got canceled. The whole campus got shut down, so I wasn't able to use any of those facilities. So I went home. Uh, I was able to to find some, like, dumbbells, and then um, I was able to actually find this whole, like, weight set. So I've been lifting stuff down in my basement. Um, and then I was able to find, actually, a private, like, barn. So well, a family friend of mine, they have, uh, like, a half-court in their barn, which is like the coolest thing ever. I wish I had that. I, as soon as I found it, I like immediately took a picture, sent it to my dad. I was like, I don't know why we don't have this. Like it's <laughs> really, it's really big time, but, um, yeah. So I just been, you know, doing that, um, working out, obviously I want some competition in my life. So I'm waiting for open gyms and all that stuff to start, start back up. But where I'm from, it's a really small town, really small community. There's not a lot of, you know, uh, college basketball players that I can work out with and, and whatnot. So I'm um, just kind of doing what I can until I can uh, start up with working out with, you know, different trainers and whatnot. I think, I think we got a new nickname, Andrew, uh, for our good buddy right here, LeBron Le James. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that guy on Instagram, LeBron Le yeah, James. Yeah, you saw that? Yeah. 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 He's, he's so kind of – 
you're kind of long like KD, so I think we're going to go with Kevin Durant. That one's better. Durant. <laughs> Did you guys have these already, like, written down? Did you guys research these? Or the, these no, those, those were just all the comments on that video. The guy oh, on that video. That okay. playing in yeah, the it's just because we're big fans of TikTok. That's why, uh, that's why <laughs> we've seen all these. LeBarn James. That's, that was, so, I, didn't, I didn't see the Kevin Durant one. That one's funny. <laughs> There's so, more, too. Not to, not to get off topic. There's more. We can talk about those later, though. Okay. Yeah. So so you and Trey obviously are going, and you're playing in TBT. Was there any talk with Ob or anything like that? Maybe getting him on the team. Were you trying to convince him? Uh, I don't even think we talked about it. No. I think once <laughs> I think once everybody knew that he was going to be like an NBA lottery pick and National Player of the Year, I think it was kind of understood that he wasn't going to play in a TBT or anything like that. But. Um, I don't know. I could text him, shoot him a text and say, hey, there's always a roster spot open for you if you want it. I'm yeah, we'd be happy GM, to have him. <laughs> not even the GM, but I'm just going to say, hey, he wants to be on our team. Is it? Is it? I think everybody will agree it'll be fine. So. Yeah, it's safe we'll to say you probably him. have – I know I know Jeremiah, you got his, you have his blessing. I, I, I already know that. <laughs> Do you think you can put up OB numbers in the tournament yourself? 20, what did he do? He was like 27 and – three or something like that. I don't, that's a, that's, I don't know, man. That's really hard. I, I don't even know if Obi could do that in the TBT, man. Like this is. Grown man's is, game in the TBT. This is a, this is a different type of league, like different type of basketball. This is like, you know, the, this is some, like you said, grown men, like you've been playing pro, like professional basketball for eight to, to nine years. So um, anybody who can do that, I don't even think of as Obi, any, any like pro, you could come in and do that uh, would be super impressive. So I'm not gonna go out and say I'm gonna average 27 and four, but I think I can hold my. I think I, I think I can hold my own out there. I should be. I should be good. So do you think a team like yourself or or Big X that's got a lot of fresh legs out of college has an advantage or disadvantage? And I think I know what your answer is going to be compared to a team like Carmen's Crew or Overseas Elite, where they've been playing professionally for a while, but you guys are fresh and young. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll give us, um, you know, somewhat evident of an advantage. But, I mean, at the end of the day, those teams know how to win. And, I mean, the Carmen's crew, they won last year. And then the overseas elite teams, they, you know, it's full of veteran guys who just understand what it takes to win. So, um, I think if we can get all the athleticism in our young legs and we can, um, you know, understand what we need to do for, you know, as a team to collectively come together. I sound like a coach now, but. It's true. It's cl- It's very cliche. And I'm, um, you know, I think we have a legitimate chance to, to make a good run at this uh, $2 million. I mean, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, old teammates and, and guys, some guys I haven't played with and see what we can do out there. Are you and uh, are you and Trey getting a smaller cut because you are younger of the two million dollars? Have you guys talked about that yet? I don't know. We haven't talked about that yet. I need to text. I need to text Bonsu and and Gruden about that. I, I hope not. I hope we. Go I wouldn't out there think and, you. And... I wouldn't think you were. I, I I wouldn't think that. I know that Carmen's crew. The way it was set up for them was all about contribution, basically, because they knew who their guys were going to be going in, <laughs> whether it meant that was the head coach or was the guys that were playing the entire game, like David Lighty and Kraft. Um, like that's how they kind of split it up. But they also, the reverse of all of it, the guy who got the most money was the guy who was the oldest in playing the league. So it, it, it went basically who, who knows what's going to happen, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they got, yeah. 
I'm not really so sure I'm, what our rotation is going to be. I'm looking on here, and it's, it's looking like you got slated for about $163,000, which would be a nice little payday. You know, I don't know how accurate the TBT website is or how up-to-date it is, <laughs> but it also says you're 6'7". Are you really only 6'7"? you got to be taller than that. It depends. You know, some days my back is a little sore, so I'm a little slouched, and some days I feel about 6'9", six, 6'8", six, but – yeah, I think I was on the physical day. I think my back was a little tight, so I was I was about six seven. That's kind of how it is for me because no one sees me on my good days when I'm like six three, and they're always like, "Dang, like he's just barely six foot." That's yeah. Number. So we have a G, we have a GA who's about six eight. He's about six seven, six eight. He kind of does the same thing. His height fluctuates, so like whenever he squats, his like heavy squat days he'll like slouch, and so I will always be taller than him. And he'll, he'll, like, always get pissed at me because I always make fun of him. Like, oh, you're so short today. Like, how's, how's the weather down there? <laughs> Shrimp. Yeah, my, I'm, I'm kind of like that with my weight. You know, I hover around between 220, 190. Kind of kind of depends if we're in quarantine, not in quarantine. Whole 30 pounds. <laughs> right. But I'm a solid – I'm a rock-solid 5'11 any day of the week height-wise. Just your average 5'11, you 220 podcaster. He is uh, – Consistency, he is, that's what it's about. He is the uh, poor man's Jared Sellinger. That's what that's what I like to call him. He is everything that Jared Sellinger is 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 Andrew Zolden. The same way, just the pickup basketball version. So I can see it. You're just a walking. You know, when you walk into the YMCA or any sort of rec league, it's just a walking. You know, six six rebounds, three illegal screens. You know, four <laughs> four four black eyes. You know, just the casual. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what I'm bringing to the table. You're, you're, you guys are bringing, you guys are each bringing different things, you know, 10 points, Joey, you're making the, uh, Elam ending game winning shot when, when, when your team's up 30 and I'm there and I'm, I'm the bruiser. We got, we got a good little pickup team right here. Hey, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to mess with us. Those oh, are the man. scarier teams. Now the teams that don't look good, you better watch out because they're not missing shots and they're going to play dirty. Yeah, and they got nothing to lose. That's what nothing last year. I mean, it's just it's it's. There's always a couple teams that are the surprise teams, and it's always guys that you've never heard of because they got nothing to lose, and they don't care about other people's opinions. So you know, obviously, a team like Ohio, like Carbon's Crew, Big X, you guys, you guys already have the targets on your back, and that's mm. what makes the team you know so special. Yeah, I think I think what people kind of don't realize is you know there's a lot of people in this league who are playing overseas, okay? And, and the overseas career takes a toll on you, especially if you're in a time zone that's completely different. $150,000 might cut your overseas career short by one year. You know, you may oh, get to – Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a huge pot, and it's – everyone who's playing wants and needs the money. So that's why I think it's, it's so special and has – you know, the players have talked about it in the past that – you know, when we talked to we talked to Kraft and Deburn Sollinger and those guys, you know, last year, they kind of said, like, this might feel a little better than a national championship. And obviously they were a couple years removed, but they were winning that money. So for you, I'm wondering, do you kind of feel like if Red Scare can win a title, that might be a little bit of a, a little bit of redemption for the Dayton team this year? Yeah. No, I definitely thought about that. As soon as um as soon as I was asked. It was pretty short. It was shortly after the season, uh, Bonsu and Gruden, they texted me. And I thought to myself, you know what? If we can win $2 million here, I 
honestly, I, I'll accept it. You know, I'll, I'll get over the <laughs> the quarantine and the virus and taking, you know, taking my season away. If, if that means that we get a win, um, these, these, uh, $2 million, but. So know, we'll it'll, <laughs> besides it'll a great story, it'll be a great story. And besides you'll tell your kids, it's like, daddy, did it, did you win the national championship when you went, you know, 27 and two, whatever you guys were it's like, well, son, um, actually, better. Pandemic yeah, we had something better. Short. We got our, we, a pandemic cut our season short, and then I won the basketball tournament and won $2 million, and that's why you have a trampoline outside your house right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's why you have a barn in your backyard with a basketball hoop. Yeah, I'm going to have to build – yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give money to, to my dad and say, hey, make a barn that I never had, that I should have had my entire life. Maybe, maybe I could shoot a little better. So much riding on the PVT now, it's crazy. Yeah, I just put so, Joey, so much un- I just put so much unnecessary pressure on myself. I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> Joey obviously has the connection to Carmen's crew, having having uh, grown up a fan of those guys, and then going to Ohio mm-hmm. State. He has a he has a connection to to Big X. He said he's actually kind of moving towards Big X in terms of who he's a fan of this yeah, summer. Some, are, some old teammates on there, right? Those are all, yeah. The, the whole entire team are, is my are my teammates. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw their roster. I was like, that sounds literally like the old Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan free agent. Now, yeah, I'm a fan free agent. So Ryan, hey, pitch Red to Scare. Me. Why? Tell me why. When was the last time? Uh, last time Ohio State and Dayton played each other in college? Who won? <laughs> That's true. That's true. What's the answer, Andrew? Well, the answer is Dayton. The Sanford floater. Were you were you happy when that happened at the time? Yeah, I was. I was getting recruited by Dayton pretty hard, and I knew. Well, so I so I was always an Ohio State fan. So like Aaron Kraft, he kind of grew up like an hour and a half from where I live, and we always played his team in in high school. Like I played Liberty Benton like every year in the district semis or finals or whatever it was, and so I was real familiar with him, and I watched him in high school play St. Henry a lot. So I was always a big fan of him. Like anytime Ohio State was on, I was watching them with Solinger, Buford, and all those guys. Um, but at that point, I was like I was also a Dayton fan, and I knew I had a legitimate chance of playing at Dayton. I don't think I committed, but I was getting recruited by them pretty hard. And so I was kind of like a tweener, but like everybody was rooting for Ohio State, so I wanted to root for the underdog against Dayton or for Dayton. So like at the time, I was really happy when Dayton – one, but I was also kind of sad because like Aaron Kraft's career ended and it was just like one of those things that was sad, but it was, it was fun. I remember we were in school watching it. Yeah. I, I was, I'll never forget that day on a, on a Spanish field trip in a, in a Spanish restaurant in downtown Chicago. And I'm watching the game under my table and my, you know, our teachers, she, she was cool. Like she was finally watching. Everyone knew I was a huge Ohio State fan, whatever. And then when they lost, um, I like had to go to the ba- I like had to go to the bathroom. I was so mad, and I almost missed the bus. So that's that's <laughs> my story about about when they lost that game. I know exactly where I was eating chips. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. my mom my mom called me out of school because I grew up an Ohio State fan too. Before I went to uh, the University of Missouri, and <laughs> and um. I, my mom called me out of school so I could watch the game. I picked up wings and was watching like all by myself. And it was a, a disappointing 
wing eating session to say the least. It, it was so that was just that game was so wild. There's so many ups and downs. I was like, there's Ohio State's gonna win. Like, and then at the end when B Sanford hit that shot, I was like, oh my God. Dayton's, Dayton's gonna win. <laughs> That's when you knew you were gonna go to Dayton and have an unbelievable career at that moment. Yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I wanted to go to Ohio State, but they had, I think, like four top 100 players committed already, like very early in my class. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to, you know, go there. So, yeah, those it guys worked, all worked out pretty darn well, didn't they? Yeah, I think they all transferred, right? Like none of them stayed there. Class. I was the only guy who graduated from, from that class. So, oh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ryan, you know, this, is, this has been a great, great interview, great conversation. We want to kind of let you. Tell us anything that we may have missed, whether it's Dayton, TBT, anything that you were looking forward to maybe talking about. No, I mean, I think we pretty much hit on everything. I'm, I'm just excited to, to play against guys that I kind of grew up watching, um, you know, and I'm especially excited to get to play against or play with former teammates, uh, guys like Kyle, Kendall, um, Daryl. I spent so, you know, so many hours in the gym with them. So uh, I'm excited to kind of renew that and, um, get out there and play with Dayton across my chest one, one last time. Uh, and hopefully we can come out a winner. Yeah. That's all I got. Wow. I'm pumped up right now. That was beautiful. <laughs> all right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan, Mike, sell, if you're not on the red scare train, jump aboard because they're going to yes, do sir. some damage this summer. Thank yes, you, sir. Ryan. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We hope you guys enjoyed those interviews. You know, th this episode was really a taste of what could be to come with Inside TBT. We want to talk to a lot of players. If you guys have suggestions, uh, please tell us on social media. Joe, where can they follow us? Yeah, you know, we love when you guys interact with us. When we first started post podcast, first first podcast, we had some people, we had some teams replying, telling us why they should be in, and like giving us giving us pictures of them in the bracket and stuff, which is awesome. We love that. So. Obviously, we have no say in what goes on, but you can still butter us up to get us to get yourselves on the pod and stuff. Like we're all about that. So interact with us. You can follow Andrew at Andrew Zolden, me at Joey Smoke Fourteen. Our podcast account is at Inside TBT. Um, we're always. I mean, Andrew is always on that, but I'm also on it all the time too. So um, we're we love interacting with you guys. Um, tell us what we missed in the earlier segment when we talked about players we wanted to see. Um, you know, tell us who we missed. Tell us teams we're not talking enough about, give, not giving enough credit to, teams we should look out for. We're so open to hearing what you guys have to say because the world of TBT is so gigantic. There's only so much we can cover. So what, if you guys tell us something you want to hear about, we're more than happy to discuss it. And the plan is starting next week, episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We may ramp it up when TBT starts getting a little closer. But for now, Tuesdays and Thursdays is when you'll be hearing from us. We're going to have awesome and exciting guests on every episode. Again, this was episode two. I'm Andrew. This is Joey. Check out germlessmasks.com. And we'll see you next time on Inside TBT.